there. Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, it's Monday. <laughs> and we back, y'all. We back. So as promised, we are back for a bi-weekly podcast of Beauties and Banter. Um, And we hope you guys are loving our new format. So we're going to start really doing hot topics and then just taking one of those hot topics and making the main topic. (laughs) But we talking about a little bit of everything to start with. Um, and then we're going to end it with the main thing being the main thing. So a lot has been happening in the pop culture world this week. Yes, girl. Yes. What's first on the agenda, honey? Girl, have you heard that Miss Niecy Nash, girl, I I love Niecy, but Miss Niecy Nash wants to interview her soon to be ex-husband's new boo to be sure that he'll be taken care of. Does he already have a new boo or she's just saying when he gets one? She said when he gets one. Girl, because I'm sure she's going to get one. I don't see her being single for long. Well, she says she's drinking her water right now and she's loving herself and that's what she's (laughs) focused on. But she said whoever gets him, she wants to make sure that he's taken care of. Well, if that's the case, sis, then why did you, if you're caring about who he's with, why did you guys split up in the first place? Yeah, and if you know what he needs to be taken care of, I mean, was that enough? Because it makes me wonder that she's the one that made the decision to leave the relationship then. Mm-hmm. She said that they still love each other. They still have love for each other, but they're better off as being friends. I mean... I don't know. I do believe that obviously not everybody is a good fit. Um, I think you tend to see that early on though, right? I think about relationships that I've like ended because after a few months or sometimes even before then, you just realize great person, not the person for me. Right. But if they've felt that they were the people for each other all those years, at some point somebody changed And the other person didn't make the adjustment to adapt to the change. That's what most people say when it comes to growing apart, you know? Yeah. But, and it also could be the the right person at the wrong time. Yeah. Or the wrong person at the right time. (laughs) (laughs) Tragedy. Right. We've all been. I've got some of those. (laughs) That was what you, that's how you end up in a situationship. Right, they don't that not anymore. Uh, that is how you end up in a situationship. <laughs> what we're not going to do is waste my time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, she being over the top, but I think I would feel some kind of way. Like, I have dated men that are divorced, but none of them were friends. Well, one of them was friends with, with the ex-wife, but it wasn't to where... We was all like buddy, buddy, or she come talking about, I want to set up some time to tell you how to take care of this man. 
okay, so let's let's take this on. Think about Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Cherie. Yes. So they're all friends. That's a co-parenting thing. Yes. Yes, it is definitely a co-parenting thing. But I'm just saying, would you ever see or think that Will Smith would be like, I need to know that she going to be okay, so I need to interview her new boo? I don't think he did that. She was married. You no, know. So do you ever? Can you ever see that? Would you ever think that he would do something like that? I mean, I think their relationship is established now, and I think he obviously loves and cares for her as a friend. So I would mm-hmm. think as a friend, he maybe would because he's doing that as a friend. So with that case, if Nisi and her husband Jay are truly friends and then yeah she's coming from a place of as my friend I want to make sure you got a good woman you know I think that that's where Will would be coming from because he knows his son would be impacted and he cares about her well-being so therefore he wouldn't want her with someone crazy but I I just feel like you know that's like a little different and I his motive seems to be different Nisi seemed to be more like trying to tell this woman how to love the man versus you just want to meet the woman and make sure she's you know gonna take gonna like be good for him like and girl meet your instructions <laughs> that's right, how I would be right. and, and your instructions might be wrong because you guys couldn't stay married or your instructions may have worked for what you and him were but right. I am a different person and maybe he and I find a different groove. Also, like people change coming out of relationships. So seriously. Yeah, yeah, he may be in a totally different place once he comes out of this relationship with Nisi to where his needs have now changed. Mm-hmm. Go on, That's Nisi. very true. Go on somewhere now, Nisi. We love you, but <laughs> go go on, sit down somewhere. Sit down. Yeah, because it's just like, mm, you know, maybe you need to really let it go. What I will say is he may find himself having a difficult time meeting another woman because of that. You know, mm-hmm. if they feel she's going to be overly involved and all of that. And, you know, maybe y'all still got something going on. You dipping and zooming back with each other or something. <laughs> It's one of them late nights. How the kids doing? Let me come see the kids. Yeah. Mm. Let's sit down and watch a movie and have some wine. I prefer my man and their ex-wife not being friends or being cordial, you know, and maybe friendly. But which is why I think what Jada, Will, and Sheree have is so huge because a lot of people can't comprehend that, you know. Mm. Because you always think, oh, I know you ain't, you know, want to tap that one more time. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I think it definitely should be a friendly uh, engagement of, of, of talking to one another and having conversations. It doesn't have to be to the point of where you're interviewing someone. Yeah. I think that's a bit overboard, in my opinion. Yeah, it's overboard. You know, it's nothing wrong with saying you want to meet them to meet one day and whatever, because y'all are friends. But it's overboard to be interviewing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of overboard, Mm-mm. girl. So you know, 
T.I. has gone overboard, right? With oh. his whole taking his daughter to the her annual visit to the GYN. Yes. And seeing if her hymen has been broken and see if she's still a virgin, which is not even possible to tell. Thank um, you. Number one. And number two, it's an invasion of privacy. Uh, and number three, the doctor should not be able to do that because she's 18. So that is a doctor-patient privilege that that is being broken. Um, however, that's a whole nother issue. Tiny, somebody called out Tiny and was like, well, you've been quiet about this. What's up? What's mm-hmm. your opinion about it? Her response, the rolling eye emoji. Yeah, and I guess even the daughter, they said she's been, I think maybe she unfollowed him. And then she's been on Twitter kind of, liking posts associated with like saying how wrong he is now this is my take it's inappropriate but she obviously has signed off on this even though it may that's what somebody said like she signed off for the doctor to give him access to that but well, she probably intimidated and that's what that. i was about to say people were like yeah but he probably intimidated her and i think he maybe even said this i think she's probably more upset around him making that public and putting it in the podcast. I personally think that the same way you're trying to protect her sexuality by ensuring she's not uh, engaging in sex by, like you said, this ridiculous and not even real way to know, um, because your hymen can break for a lot of reasons, um, that you also kind of put her sexuality and her sexual activity, rather, out on public display. And so mm-hmm. now what they're saying is she's getting, like, crazy stuff like, I'll pay you this much to take your virginity. You know, like, you have invited a lot of trolls, a lot of um, people into that conversation. And she didn't choose to share that. She It's different if she chose to share her virginity and... Maybe she has a desire to wait, you know, until marriage. It's a woman's choice. And at 18, she is a woman. That is her choice. It is not your right as her father to get on somewhere talking about her sexual activity and her virginity as if you own it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think she is probably more upset at that because, yeah, okay, I'll let him come to these gynecologists because, yeah, like you say, intimidation or whatever, but, like, really telling the whole world about this, that's embarrassing. It's totally embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's an invasion of privacy. It is just really where she had to take turn off the comments, I think, on her Instagram, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, because it was just too much for her. Yeah. And now you got to wait for it to die down. But is it ever really going to die down? She's always going to be remembered for that. Yeah. And he's always going to be remembered for that. I mean, and it's just really sad because she's a, this is her prime right now mm-hmm. where she's going into woman, her womanhood. She's entering womanhood. Um, and for her to have to go through this is just, it's, it's hard for her. It's yeah. already hard enough being a woman. It's hard enough being a black woman. It's hard enough being a black woman in the ages of, uh, the millennials right now and growing into and knowing of who you are and owning your, um, your sexuality is a whole different ball game. And now the world has to see and know where my, what, what's going on with my sexuality. That's unfair. 
And like I said, it'd be different if she signed up for that and she was putting her sexuality and her choice to remain a virgin to a certain age on display. So there's another lady. um, I had to just pull up her Instagram, but her name is Braylon Bowman. And she's a preacher's kid. And her whole platform was purity. And she married uh, another person in the Christian community, and he's a singer. And so she went viral a couple years ago when they got married because she did the same thing with her father. Her father got a certificate. I remember that. Yes. Yes. I think we probably talked about this. He got a certificate from the doctor that showcased basically saying she was pure because they checked her hymen. And on the wedding day at the reception, like they, he presented it. It was part of the toast. They took a picture. Like she saw it as a way to like show like, dad, I honor what you taught me. But that was something that she had made our platform. She was proud of it. And everybody else was like, this is crazy. And so that's what I'm saying. Um, I don't know the girl's name. I don't know if it's Dejanae, but um, Ti's daughter, I think her name is Dejanae. She didn't ask for this, you know? Um, And so I think that's uh, just frankly gross, you know, and just shows the level of control that this is about for him, you know, to the fact that you are even putting it out there. But yeah, this young lady was all about it. And yeah, there was like this picture of her dad with this certificate, basically saying my daughter was still a virgin. Crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. That's how they doing it. My body, my choice. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that's how they doing it. But yeah, um, T.I., Tiny, at least she's doing the right thing by not aligning (laughs) with the foolishness. Right. But I mean, is it, is it, the right thing to not respond at all or with the rolling eye emoji, or is it better to have a say? I mean, there's, there's so many different ways that you could look at that, but I guess she responded what was best for her. So, yeah, that's true. Was it rolling eye at the thought of someone asking her or is it rolling eye emoji at him doing it? Mm-hmm. Cause it could be like, uh, rolling my eyes at y'all trying to pull me into this. Right. When I was trying to be silent for a reason. Right. I'm minding my business. That's my stepdaughter, not my real daughter. Right. (laughs) She worried about Zamique or Zamanique or whatever. (laughs) And so uh, she like, leave me out of this. Um, Okay. So I wanted to chat about two... So this week, or this past week rather, the anticipated book, A Song for You, by Robin Crawford, Whitney Houston's longtime best friend and secret lesbian lover, (laughs) finally came out. Um, Hey, girl. Hey. I mean, hey, Whitney, we see you. So I guess it was always this thing that was common knowledge, but the book confirmed it in Robin sharing details of the first time that they did share intimacy together. Um, But I will say, I actually want to check out the book. Um, I've heard it's pretty good. She did an interview on Yes Girl podcast 
Lena Waif interviewed her for Oprah Magazine, and she did the Wendy Williams show in the past week. So she's definitely on the media run, and I tuned in. I haven't read the Oprah Magazine article yet. I'm going to check that out. But uh, the two interviews that I listened to, you know, what I took away from it was, you know, just her finally being able to share her story. Because you always, like, knew that Whitney had this Robin person. She worked for her. And then when that documentary came out um, about Whitney Houston, which was really good, it's on Showtime. And it showed a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes footage. And you got a little bit, like, more. And Robin was a huge part of that. Um, I know I wanted to like know more and learn more and what was that relationship about. So I I actually have heard good reviews that it's not some type of trashy, you know, the tea is being spilled book, you know, where she starts going all into this. It really seems like it's a story of love and friendship. So she talks about how her and Whitney met as camp counselors, you know, in East Orange, New Jersey. And she was with her before the fame and with her throughout it. And so a lot of people were saying, well, she's dead. This isn't her story to tell this, this, this. But her viewpoint is that she lived that with Whitney, the drugs. She admitted to doing it right alongside Whitney, the rise to fame. She said she was right there. They were roommates. They lived together long before, you know, right around the time Whitney was starting to get um, famous, both of their first experiences living outside the home was together. Like they had all these experiences together. She shared all of these experiences with her when it came to being famous. And she is the person who knew her the most. And while they did have a physical relationship, what I loved in, in most of the interviews when people were trying to like say things around like, well, how did you feel seeing her with other men or when y'all broke up or this, this, and this? And she was like, she was my friend. I loved her, you know, and it was never about I'm in a relationship with you. And therefore, if I see you doing these other things, I'm breaking up with you and ending things. Um, because she said that, you know, there was this part that Whitney did know. Whitney was basically bisexual. You know, she's mm-hmm. what they were like. She's what we would now call fluid really you know because she you know enjoyed was attracted to both sexes but she knew that that didn't fit the image you know and so she could never be out with robin and robin knew that and accepted it as well too um and she's now a grown woman with a wife and like two kids um but it seems like she was a good person for whitney in whitney's life you know but, you know, she shares in the book and that's kind of like more I want to know from her perspective, kind of all what we see in any other movie and stuff like how, you know, she started spiraling out of control, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of when Robin left, which is why I think so many people blamed Bobby Brown for like the demise of Whitney, because it did seem like once he came around that's when her family, even Robin, like all were like, uh, you know, they walked away because she wouldn't let him go. But, you know, he was ultimately bad for her, but Whitney had already started using drugs before him, you know, and everyone has confirmed that. But I'm interested in checking it out. 
Yeah, I'm definitely interested to check it out, but I would rather see it in a documentary form rather than read the book. Um, so, but I, I'm definitely. You should check out the. Um, I think it's called Whitney Houston. Can I be me? Is mm-hmm. the documentary on Showtime? Um, I'm gonna have to check that out. And you you see a lot of things play out, and it has a lot of like footage of Whitney herself speaking and and saying things and people that were on the road with them and stuff kind of like telling stories in between. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair for Robin to tell her story because it's not just Whitney's story that she's telling. It's her side yep. of their relationship and what they've gone through and the time that they spent together to give you a, an insight, just like Bobby Brown told his story. Yeah. That was part of Whitney as well too. She's telling her story. That was part of Whitney. So why isn't it fair for her to tell it? Exactly. You know, oh, people aren't here to speak for their self. That's people say. I'm like, I, anything that's being said is not anything Whitney that we didn't already know. Whitney, yes, never spoke up and admitted to, you know, being in a relationship physically with a woman, but it was also something she didn't deny, you know. And it's not like she's trying to defame her character. Exactly. It sounds like a beautiful book that really pays tribute. So on the Yes Girl podcast, um, one of the co-hosts, Charlie Penn, was saying that as she was reading it, she like really felt Whitney's presence, you know, and it was like she learned more about her because of the way Robin spoke of her. Nothing was like, you know, in a negative um you know way at all it's it's not like like i said it ain't like a tell-all tea spilling type of book that it's actually showcases whitney in a very beautiful human light and the friendship that they shared and all the complexities that came with it mm-hmm. so i have to check it out and report back y'all <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that means if she's checking it out and reporting back I gotta check it out and report back too so we can banter <laughs> yes you do you gotta check it out too so we can banter so we'll be reporting back y'all <laughs> we will be I stayed up last night watching those housewives of Atlanta girl <laughs> speaking of reporting back <laughs> I don't know. Like the season is a little boring so far, but it's some tea. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of sexually fluid, Noel, Cynthia's daughter came out last week. Well, she did. She did. That, that was, was a surprise. I know. I wasn't ready for that. I will say that Cynthia's reaction, I've heard a lot of people, you know, in the LGBT community share that like the way she reacted and, you know, the way that she's embracing it is, is what they, you know, a lot of them like wish they were like, I wish my parent would have, you know, acted that way because when she was like, Oh, well tell me about, you know, who you've been seeing with guys. And she was quick to say, well, I've met some guys and girls. Yeah. I thought it was really sweet how uh, Cynthia didn't pull over the car and be like, what? Right. She's like, okay, well, tell me more. Yeah, she's you know? like, okay, tell me about, well, which one are you seeing regularly? Which guy or girl? You know, right. like, okay. Exactly. I thought that was very sweet, very loving, very endearing, and um, just showing 
support of your child. Yeah, exactly. That's ultimately what they were saying that, you know, that's all the child wants is just that support, you know. Um, so that was fluid and it looks like we, that was fluid. (laughs) 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 I was trying to say that was that. Um, but it seems like Kenya's old husband, Mark is making appearances on this season and actually talking. So we got to hear from him. Well, he shouldn't have made any appearances and he should just shut up because he's coming across and being portrayed as an a-hole. Okay, so let's talk about this. So we're going to make this the main topic because Kenya brought up about her man being an alpha male. And yeah, run them down on what happened, what he was saying. And yeah, if you're an alpha male, does that mean you got to be an a-hole? Basically. (laughs) Right, right. Basically. So she's... Like, excite, first she's uh, saying to her aunt, or her, was it her aunt? Yeah, it's her aunt. Yeah. You know, I'm, we're having some problems. Oh, that's the cousin. Okay. That's Aunt Lori's daughter. So that's okay. her cousin. Okay. So she was like, you know, we're having some problems. I'm really getting kind of concerned because he lives in New York and I live here, but he comes home every seven to ten days. But he hasn't really been wanting to spend time with me. It's all about our daughter. He only wants to spend time with our daughter, and that bothers me. Basically, mm-hmm. I want to spend time alone. So she was like, well, you know, why don't you make a date for the next time he comes home? I'll babysit for you, and I'll take care of your daughter, Brooklyn, and this, that, that, and the other. She comes home. Um, oh, he comes home. I'm sorry. Mark comes home, and she's like, baby, like, your birthday's coming up soon. Let's plan something. Let's have this romantic date. Let's do this. He's like romantic date with who she's like with just me and you he's like me you and the baby she's like no just me and you he's like nah I don't want to be without my baby like she was like your baby meaning me he's like no my baby meaning Brooklyn like we can't go anywhere without her right and she's fixing breakfast at this time and getting things together and like they didn't have she he was like well it's not like we have food in the refrigerator like he's like just Kind of oh, yeah. he dogging was, her. He yeah, like, he's like, well, see what you're going to come up with. Right. And, like, he was like, well, where that? Like, she was like, well, we have bacon, turkey bacon. I can, we don't have eggs, but I can make some pancakes. And he's like, oh, we don't have eggs? Like, who doesn't have eggs? Like, this is like a college dorm. Our refrigerator is like a college dorm. And he's like, dogging her while she's fixing this breakfast for him and trying to put it on a plate and be all sweet and cook in the morning and he's all busy with the daughter which is fine because sure he doesn't see his daughter that often yeah so he's really trying to be a part of her life i get that i understand that but at the same time your wife wants to feel like she's a part of of the relationship as well too and she's totally being ignored he's like going off night not going off per se but he's keep mentioning these eggs like okay, <laughs> i wish there could have been some eggs on this plate like, she's like, but I made pancakes and we have turkey bacon and this is a breakfast. He's like, yeah, but it would have been great with eggs. Like, then she's like making the excuse of, to me, it's an excuse. He's an alpha male. Yeah. Does being an alpha male give you an excuse to be an a-hole? It shouldn't. Yeah, but it's just like, how? yeah, so, and I was asking a friend this. And I was like, there's so many like different definitions of it. Cause some people just, you know, there are women that say they're alpha female, which is like, 
an alpha person takes charge, is seen as very like domineering. But to your point, I didn't see that as taking charge. I saw that as just him being like rude and very yeah. like dismissive of, of it. Taking charge, being an alpha male, you know, would be like, okay, yeah, like we need to get groceries in this house. When I'm here, I expect there to be groceries in this house. You know, like he was kind of just like being dismissive and kind of like down talking her, like you said. I wonder how much of this comes from the distance, you know, that when you are distant from somebody and your relationship is only based on the few days you see each other, like it's those kind of things that just like you stay disconnected on. And mm-hmm. I I just wonder like where their decision was with, especially once they had this baby to not be in the same city because it was like one, I don't know if it was this episode or the last one when they FaceTime him and she's like, well, when are we going to see you again? And he's like, oh, we'll see. It's like, why don't you seem to have a plan for bringing your family all in one location? Yeah. And what, why is it we'll see? Like, we'll see. Like, I'm not pressed to see you guys. I'm good. Exactly. And I'm sure that's how she views it, right? That's how I would view it. Now, he may say maybe that's where the alpha male thing is coming in. That is just like, well, that's just him being, you know, very direct or he's focused on his career and that's why he's in New York and not here. And it's like, okay, well then can you move to New York? Or it just seems like they aren't working towards the same goal. They had that baby who is so freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can't seem to like get on the same page as it concerns her. As it concerns being parents, you know, for her. It seems like he's, he, he wants to be a good parent to his daughter. It seems like to me. Yeah. I think he doesn't want to be in this marriage. I think that he has somehow or for one reason or another checked out. Maybe mm-hmm. because of the distance. You know, we, we will probably never know. However, I just don't like the way that he's treating her and being very rude and dismissive to her to say, Oh yeah, like yeah, no, that's not happening. Where are my eggs? Like you couldn't. <laughs> I remember when I was married, and my ex husband used to say, "Well, you know, it would be great." Not if it, it, he wouldn't even say it would be great. He would be like, he expected a to have a meal, um, a home cooked meal every single day. Mm-hmm. His grandmother did it for his grandfather, so therefore I should do it. But she didn't have a full time job and have to drive an hour and a half away. Hello. So when I started cooking, um meals every day and one day I cooked hamburgers and french fries he was like well where's the rest of it and I was like what you mean where's the rest of it like you said you wanted meals every day I'm giving you a meal what's wrong with hamburgers and french fries on a Friday (laughs) and I remember I cooked spaghetti one time he was like where's the rest of it he wanted spaghetti he wanted the um French bread, Italian bread, garlic bread. He wanted the salad. Like, yes. he wanted a meal, like a dessert. Like, he expected all of that. Sir, what's not going to happen is we are not going to have this going on. Like, you are not going to dictate and, and make me feel a certain type of way because I can't provide you with a five-course meal every single day. 
Would it help? So is it? So maybe this is the thing too with alpha people, like I said, to take charge, and maybe even with Mark and the whole exit. Is it in how they communicate? Like, is it if he would have communicated to you that the food just isn't enough? It's not that he didn't like appreciate it, but he truly just wanted more. You know, it's like if Mark would have been like, well, you know, I really love eggs. So when I'm here, you know, if you could have more. I think sometimes with them, is it the way they are saying things that makes them come off? Because. Maybe the intention was is to you know respect you, but the way that they say things. Well, I mean, I think it could definitely be the way, but it also could be the expectations that you have too. Like mm-hmm. you are going in with the expectations of when we had premarital counseling, it was never you have to have five cook. You know, my expectation is to have a five course meal cooked every single day. Right. Uh, that never came up. <laughs> so had I known that maybe things would have been a little bit different in that department I don't know however you can't come to me and say just because your grandmother did it for your grandfather when she didn't have a full-time job at the same time that that's the same expectation of me and this is the way it should be and this is the way that it is that's not being an alpha male that's being a dictator mm, big difference because I'm not your grandmama but you may not be the grandmother, but if what you are presenting him, he doesn't like, how willing are you how willing are you to adjust for your man? My adjustment was cooking every day, not five course meals right. every day. <laughs> <laughs> you better take this hamburger and french fries and be happy. <laughs> Girl, you should have been on the cooking network and trying to find some recipes. <laughs> Was grandmama still alive? You should have called her. No, she was not. May she rest in peace. (laughs) You could have called somebody else's grandmama. (laughs) I think that's how he views it. Like, you could have called somebody else's grandmama got these recipes. Well, yeah, no, that wasn't happening with me. So sorry. I bet Kenya has some eggs in that fridge next week. I bet she'll have some eggs, some butter, <laughs> and some pancakes and turkey bacon. Or maybe not. Maybe that's why they separating. Could be. I don't know. I have I have dated alpha men for sure. And it's funny because both of them definitely had a-hole tendencies. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was this one I dated. Um, I can tend to be very like, and it's funny because it's like how I end up with these guys. I don't know because I am the exact opposite in a relationship than that. Cause I am very sentimental. I am very sensitive and I'm very expressive. And so with this one guy that was the alpha male, every time I would like, I would like get offended by something, right. Or upset. And then I would bring it up and it would be like, well, you, this, 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 and I just wish you would blah, 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 and this, this, this. And, you know, you you expect the person to be like, okay, I hear you out. I'll change this. Or would you like for me to do this? Just tell me what you want me to do. He had this thing where I would like share all of this. I'm like being expressive. This, 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 want to talk. And he would come back with, thanks for sharing. And... (laughs) That would be it. And then it would be like, I'm done with the conversation or can we talk about something else? 
And I would mm. be like, I just poured my heart out. It was very like rude and dismissive, you know, I felt. Because it was like, okay, you're acknowledging me by saying thanks for sharing. But like, that is also very like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, did you hear anything I said? Yeah, I heard you. Thanks for sharing. Are you going to do anything about adjusting your behavior? And ultimately, that was that part that it was just like, no. Because that's not what I want to do. But, okay, you share what you want to do and thanks. But it ain't happening, basically. So I guess it goes back to what is an alpha male? I mean, to me, I've always understood an alpha male of being someone that takes control, that's the head of the household, that gives guidance and may have some old-fashioned values, um, that is the one to uh, give direction into how, how the household is ran. That's what I consider more of an alpha male. I'll see. What does the Googler say? Well, I looked it up on the dictionary. It didn't have much information that would lead me to be able to say much on that. It says a man tending to assume a dominant or domineering role in social situations. Um, Alpha male personality, a man's man, a warrior, stand-up guy. Um, He's the man women want. Doesn't have to be. so. Okay, so here are 25 characteristics of an alpha male. All right, let's listen. Persistent. He's always the last man standing. Um, Courageous. uh, Humble. Learned, educated. Hard guy not to like or want to have a beer with. Um, He has a purpose, is a hard worker. So I think this is more the direction like what you're saying, you know, that it's a very guy like that's going to like take care of you and your family says knows how to treat a lady, respects women. He's chivalrous. See, helps his lady at every chance, helps her reach her dreams all the while moving closer to attaining his own. And so this is the thing, because I was asking my boo, I was like, are you an alpha male? And this is that's what he said. He was like, well, I've heard so many definitions of it. I can't really say like one way that somebody describes an alpha male, like what you're saying, you know, he can identify with some of those characteristics. But when sometimes people describe an alpha male in this kind of like, you know, like maybe kind of stubborn, like has to have things their way. He was like, he doesn't necessarily identify with like some of those things. And so I think it's interesting because I wonder, would Mark say he was an alpha male or is that Kenya's, you know, perception of him? I think that's Kenya's perception of him because she is making excuses for his actions. Mm -hmm. He's a dictator. He's dictating what he wants to go on in this relationship. And she's trying to find a way to save her marriage. I get it. Yeah. And they're done that. I think with them, ultimately what it comes down to, I think she signed up for something and it's turning into something that she wasn't expecting, you know, cause like she says, like in the beginning, you know, before they had the baby, 
she was like, we were in love and it was this whirlwind and this, this, this. Um, and they kind of moved fast too, you know, we get married and everything. And then at, shortly after they got married, they were immediately living in different cities. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wonder, like, if you knew this about him, then you should have tried to like work through some of this or it's kind of just like, Ooh, I didn't know it was going to be this bad. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, I want to see them work out, but it really depends on some level. I feel like Kenya wanted a baby, you know, and mm-hmm. wanted to have that affirmation of a man wanting her and wanting to marry her because of her abandonment issues. And because of even from the show standpoint, how, you know, they kept acting like she was paying for the guys or whatever. So it was like she finally got like a solid guy, he married her, they had a baby. So I just wonder, as much as I, excuse me, y'all, want them to like work out, <laughs> that if she may be like, I'm good, I got my baby, I'm fine being single. I don't think she's going to be fine being single. I think that Kenya loves the idea of love. Mm-hmm. Um, she has always wanted a family. She's always wanted love and she's always wanted a baby. And so I think she's going to try and make it work as best as she can. And if he's not willing, I think that that is the reason why it will end. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Cause he's going to be half to willing to make those adjustments. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see as the uh, world turns in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, what are your thoughts on alpha males? Are you an alpha female? You know, what does that like mean to you? Um, and then long distance too. How do you feel about long distance relationships? I think that's a big piece of what's going on with them because I feel at a certain point in long distance relationships, any of them that have been successful, there's a certain point where they work to close the gap, you know, and doesn't have to be immediate, you know, maybe after a year or so, or maybe after like in the case like them, after they got married, you, you would have expected, um, them to close the gap. So how do you feel about that? Long distance relationships and And does absence make the heart grow fonder? I do think it does. Is that always the case? I I think, I think it can for sure. But I do think that like once you're established um, and in a relationship that communication and interaction often is helpful to keep things going. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think once you're established and you're apart from each other, y- you, you start to like get a little like, you know, frustrated because it's like, you want to see that person cause you're used to, cause you mm-hmm. all have established and now you can't where in the beginning you're kind of not used to maybe seeing them that much. So when they are gone away a long time, you're like, Oh, I can't wait to see you again. But, um, Things change, too, when you have a baby, too. So, Absolutely. They've got that in place. So, yes, let's talk long distance. Let's talk about alpha males and alpha females. And would you let your ex-boo interview your future new boo? <laughs> like Niecy <laughs> <Macy> Nash. 
<laughs> it's a no from me. <laughs> and it's a double no for me. I don't want none of my exes interviewing my future ex, my future boo. Right. Giving them secrets on how crazy I am. all right y'all well you know the drill you can chime in on the conversation online with us using the hashtag beauties banter and find us on instagram and twitter at beauties banter and anything else renee please subscribe listen to us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify And also tell some friends and share, 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 because sharing is what can ring. That's right. All right. Talk to y'all in a few.